Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Ganson, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for listening on today. And today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited about this whole conversation with this um, dynamic lady that I've had the opportunity to come to know a little bit better. We have Dr. Renee Galloway with us on today. So Dr. Galloway, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Monique, for inviting me. I am so excited to to be here. And um, again, thank you for inviting me. I'm just so grateful to you for being willing to accept the invitation. I tell, I tell, I say it often on here, uh, you know, having to reach out to people who may be like, who are you and what do you want? <laughs> so I'm just always so grateful. I'm like, God, go before me. Please go before me. So I'm always so just tickled and so um, grateful people do respond favorably. So thank you so much for that. Would you please um, introduce yourself to everyone? Would you just let us all know who you are and all of the wonderful things that you are doing? Okay, yes. I am, as you said, Dr. Renee Galloway. And my company is Sweet Inspirations, LLC where I I call myself the chief vision organizer because I specialize in productivity. I provide tools, tips, and different strategies so that we can be the most productive and live our very best life. So that's who I am. And there's also a sweet side where I also bake. So I am a dualpreneur. So I have uh, two sides of the business. And so um, here today, I'm gonna focus more on the um, coaching side of the business. I'm also um, a vision board extraordinaire. I love vision boards. And so I am also um, starting to host virtual vision boards. So it's, it's, you know, because of the pandemic, we've not been able to gather, you know, in person. And I found they've become actually very um, productive because at least we're on camera and we don't have to wear masks and we can see smiles and we can interact and, you know, just really have a conversation. And it doesn't even have to be just locally. We can have uh, international conversations because I was on a podcast recently and, um, there were someone from Jamaica was on there. So, so yeah, so that's who I am. Yeah. Wow. That is so exciting. Um, whew, yeah, that is so exciting. I, I love these conversations. I love to hear people who work in this whole area of productivity. I think when I heard you on a podcast, I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm good to talk to this lady because, um, 
I know. And oh, yeah. And you're the author of a book. You, you want to mention that real quickly, too? Yes. I'm the yes. author of actually two books. My, okay. my inaugural book is done. Prioritize, plan and perform to accomplish your goals. I believe anytime we want to accomplish goals, we have to start with priorities. That's what's important to you plan. You need a strategy. Wishing and even some even hoping is not a solid strategy. And then we have um, prior towards plan and perform. We got to take some action. So that's how I think I, I see how we get some things done. And I am part of an anthology and it's called Power Up Superwomen, Stories of Courage and Empowerment. And that's an anthology with 17 other women and my, my article in the, my chapter rather in the book is the power of your personal vision. It's when you know who you are, when you know where you're going, there's power, unique power in that knowing your personal vision. Mm -hmm. Wow, that, oh, that is powerful. <laughs> Just even hearing that. Um, yeah, and that's, that's exactly what you were talking about, just how to get things done. Yes. And I know for me, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I don't know how to describe me, but I, I'm one that I love all tools, organ, organization. I, I, in my mind, I'm like a professional organizer. You know, I love the whole watching the shows where they take all of the stuff and, you know, and then it's like, oh, the pretty reveal, <laughs> you know. So I've always, I've loved that part of it. Um, I do love having people to, well, trying to help people to figure out how to be productive, you know, in our lives, as you're saying, because sometimes that ends up in the counseling room yeah. where, you know, there are families that are in um, chaos or, you know, an individual who is overwhelmed, overextended um, or whatever the case may be. And so I do know a lot of this, you know, does not necessarily lie in that organization, but more so that productivity, um, how to get things done. You're right. Like how to prioritize it. Um, you know, what, what, what to, how to plan it. And then how is it that we actually um, perform it and get it done? But I wanted to bring you on to talk about this a little bit, because I do, like I say, touch on it with families in terms of, um, well, suggesting sometimes I might get in I do a little work of that with them, but sometimes I don't because, you know, definitely need to know our lanes. And so um, for me to just be able to help them to identify that if that be um, a strategy where they can learn how to be more productive, you know, more strategic in their scheduling or their whatever, or like you're saying, just making certain that their priorities are met, um, that can definitely help alleviate some of the tension in families, it can reduce yes. the stress and such. But I did want to, um, you know, allow you the opportunity to kind of dig a little deeper into that and to be able to explain to us that process. I mean, I can kind of give that this is a thing that you need to do, but I know you can take us a little bit deeper into that process. So would you just kind of talk a little bit about that, like how it does help us as individuals and families even um, to reduce some of that tension, that inner tension and that outer tension, if it is between, you know, like family members? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's important in families that we are on one page. We, when we're on the same page in a family, whether it comes to um, our activities, you know, 
we have, you have young people in the house and they have, you know, someone has to go to this activity and that activity that we, you know, we're on the same page that, you know, if you're the only parent in the household, or even if you have um, both parents in the, in the home, you have to decide who's going to take who where, where can you go on what day, you know, that will reduce um, tension and stress, even finances. Mm-hmm. Looking at the finances, you know, you have young people who have, you know, expensive tastes when it comes to, say, sneakers and electronics <laughs> and cell phones and things like that. You know, it's, we may be able to buy you the latest iPhone in um, 2021, but don't expect the next one that's going to come out in three months or six months or, you know, so being able to prioritize together and have those conversations well in advance so that when it happens, you know, we'll say, okay, okay, we did talk about that, you know, that we weren't going to get the next latest um, Jordans or we weren't going to get the next latest um, iPhone. We were, so what are the priorities of the family? And we move on to the plan. Even if you decide, okay, well, I really, really want that next, you know, uh, latest iPhone. Okay, so will you save your birthday money? Will you save your, you know, will you do chores? Will you uh, help a neighbor, you know? And 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 I think it's okay for neighbors and, and family to even compensate because if we were to pay someone outside the home, it's okay to give them some kind of, you know, monetary um, stipend or something, you know, for helping out with, with something. You know, surely we're not paying them you know, because we do feed, house, and clothes, but, you know, something else you can say, okay, well, here's a little, here's something for you. I appreciate, you know, your help. And then we have to take, again, that action. We always go back to those three points. Prioritize, we need a plan, and then we need a strategy, an action strategy. And the savings part for that is the action strategy, whether it's saving, whether you're gonna get a part-time job. You know, we I talk about that a lot, even when it comes to um, people who are in debt a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of debt, you know, there, there's only two ways to come out of debt, make more, spend less. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really nothing more than, than that. We can continue to spend, you know, and, and again, that's a family dynamic. Cause I, and you probably, have you know noticed this even in counseling and I hear in even in marriage counseling as well that finances is one of the big areas in in marriages where you know if you're not on the same page you really really struggle because oftentimes one's a spender one's a saver depends on how we grew up you know how did we grow up with healthy mindset of money you know, some things like that. So I think um, that prioritize, plan and perform, you know, works in families as well. And we talk about it early so that we don't run into a crisis. And if we do run into a crisis, we just need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, thank you so much for that. That's just so very practical. Um, yeah, it's it, because it's just so amazing, especially... Um, I just know for me, a personal experience that I would have had some years ago where I just was feeling that same way, just really, really overwhelmed, you know, and I was just praying to God, but that's when I was like 
been my whole big organizing, just kind of every book, you know, I could read, I was just reading it. Um, Cause again, I did just kind of have an affinity towards that subject matter, but nonetheless, just really, really praying. I'm like, Lord, you know, what is it I need to do? Like, you know, I, how do I, how do I do this? But I know my conviction was, uh, well, the, the scripture that kept coming to mind would be um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. And I was like, well, okay, but what does that mean? Like, what does that mean, Lord, when I'm asking you, you know what I'm asking you, but for me, um, so to that very first point, when you talked about the priorities, to me, to seek him first would be what would I, what would you have me to do? And for those of us who would be married with children, we know that that would be our first responsibility. You know, our first ministry, if you will, is to our family. And so for me, that's exactly where it started with, like you're saying, that prioritizing that. So what did that need to look like for me to put that on the calendar? You know, it's like, okay, if hubby's got to be here and like you say, kid got to be there, another kid got to be there and I need to do this, then, um, how do we go about making certain those things happen in a way, as you were just saying, that will kind of lessen that that chaos and that conflict in the home? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Communication is key. Communication, mm-hmm. you know, when we express, you know, we're overwhelmed and express that we need help. You know, we sometimes um, anticipate that someone knows, well, I know they saw me struggling, I know they saw that I needed that, but if if it's important to us, communicate that. So I, you know, I know you're trying your best, and I, but I just need you know some additional help. Are you able to help me? And oftentimes, it's really just as simple as our ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, our ask. That's right. Wow. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't read each other's minds. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, um, which is. <laughs> kind of interesting because that does come up a lot in in marriage counseling especially you know where it is kind of that well shouldn't you know yeah you were saying like I needed the help or the you know the whatever and the other person's like no I did well why why don't you know and I'm like okay well we don't want to you know split hairs and find ourselves going in circles about that like you're saying trying to empower them to communicate you know, yes. those needs. Yes. And yes. I think that even like you say, once the communication part is um, in effect, you know, and it's in an, in, and it's a healthy form of communication, That's then right. that in and of itself begins to kind of solve, you know, a lot of um, issues because whereas there is this expectation, like, again, if you love me, you won't know, but then it just opens up this opportunity to engage in that conversation, um, to really hear each other, to learn how to listen well. And then, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, and I love the fact that you, you say that, then you just kind of go back and, and redo the plan or, or kind of, I don't want to say redo it, but well, just starting it over, you know, it's just it, kind it, of like exactly. that. Or, or sometimes it may be just a tweak of a plan. Mm-hmm. Learning how to actively listen because when we're communicating, because oftentimes we respond, we, we listen to respond. And so halfway through the conversation, we've already developed, here's what I'm going to say, as soon as they give me a a pause or a break, rather than 
hear it out and your response could be very, very different than it would have been had you just jumped in and just, you know, defended yourself or responded. So I think um, when we talk, when I talk about communication, I'm, I'm talking about also um, being a good listener to and an active listener to um, not just to respond, but to actually hear the person, you know, hear their heart, hear their voice, hear their words before we seek to um, respond with, you know, what we would like to say. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Um, yeah, that's so good. And you're absolutely right about that. Uh, when, I, when I heard you uh, speak before, I know you also were talking about just the power that is found in writing a list. Yes. And, and it was so um, interesting because I think that that would have probably been one of those days where I had written a list or maybe the day before and I just walked around like my chest was just, you know, swollen with pride, you know, like, yeah, I stayed on task and I got things done and I was productive this day, you know, and I felt accomplished and kind of, you know, flip of the hair, like, yeah. So I was telling one of my girlfriends this, I was like, everything I wrote on my list, I got accomplished today. But oh, when I don't write the list, <laughs> I'll get me all over the place. Uh, so it, it's just so funny that it's just the discipline of doing it. And some days, you know, I, I know I need to do it to kind of center myself. And But I'll just kind of keep chasing the wind, I guess, you know, and like, I'll just start over tomorrow. But when you talk about that, because I thought that that was so very powerful, I think it's one of those things that most people kind of intuitively know, okay, write it down or write a list, but it is something to be said about when you practice that as a lifestyle, as a discipline, however you want to kind of refer to it and that feeling of accomplishment um, and productivity, you know, when um, that, that list is made and that list is met. So would you please talk about that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So when I talk about um, a list, we can even set aside a designated time to do our list. Mm -hmm. when, it's when we're kind of reactionary and, and not organized in the way that it's, it says, okay, before I go to bed, some people's routine is to say their nightly prayers, um, brush their teeth, you know, in include whether it's five minutes, you know, to write your list. Here's the, here are the things that are on my radar for tomorrow. And you write all those things down and you proceed tomorrow, you know, through that day. But if you don't accomplish them all, look at the list again and say, okay, well, I didn't do this and I didn't do this and I didn't, you know, if you don't beat yourself up about having not accomplished everything because it could have been overly aggressive. It could have been that something came up that just was had a, prior, a higher priority. And so we evaluated the next night, you know, before we write a new list and say, well, maybe some of these things may not be quite as important as I thought they were, or maybe I can ask, you know, um, a friend to do something or the kids to do something or the or your husband to, or wife or, you know, so maybe I can delegate this and get someone else to help me with this. If it's going on your list day in and day out and you're not finding time for that, evaluate whether if it's gone a week and it hasn't been done, how important really is it? Mm. 
really, you know, so you just wanted to just designate that time. We got, we have to prioritize even our time. I find that people who don't budget money well, don't budget time well either. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we do have to budget our time. Everybody gets 24 hours. And if you look at someone else um, and they're getting the things done, even reach out to that person and say, wow, I see you, you know, you do really well. Is it an organized approach or, you know, or have you been doing it so long? You know, can, can you help me with that? Because oftentimes we just don't think to ask someone else who's doing something really well that we'd like to do better at to even be the person to help us. So I, I am definitely a proponent of lists, not to the point where, you know, it's a hindrance or we feel bound by it. If, oh, if I don't complete, complete everything on here, oh my goodness, I, I didn't get everything on my list done, you know, make it manageable and make it conservative enough that you can accomplish the majority of your um, tasks on your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's good. And uh, yeah. I love the fact that you were talking about just not to even beat yourself up, you know, yeah. about it. It's just kind of like, okay, you can just flip over the pad and put that on the list to start tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it, And then if it goes on again too long, we, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm being just a little bit too aggressive right now, given, given that I have all these other things on my plate. Mm-hmm. Maybe another period or another season where you can have a more aggressive schedule, but make it manageable for you. Yeah. It is about you. Yeah. And I think sometimes that when we think about ourselves, that that's selfish. And it's not. It's not because when we're the best that we can be, we can be better for others. Yeah. Oh, that's real good there. And <laughs> I, I mm. That's really good. But I love the way that you kind of come back to and reinforce that point of, you know, but if it's this thing that just kind of constantly stays undone, you know, like, um, and I know sometimes we don't, I feel that one of the conversations that we don't have a lot, especially, you know, in, in church communities, Christian communities, um, is the concept of the seasons. I mean, you know, where Mm -hmm. some things happen in its due season, but we are kind of in this time where it just seems as though, you know, we have this mentality that anything can happen (laughs) at any given moment. And I, you know, and I guess maybe some of the advances of technology and social media and all of this where, you know, everything appears to be instantaneous. And I mean, you know, and even to that degree, there are some things that have been invented out there that give us shortcuts you know I, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't necessarily know that that's better or not in some cases I would say no but the point is you know we re- we rarely hear conversations around some things having to be done in seasons and so I was just wondering do you find yourself having to um, even try to guide people you know in that in that very manner oh absolutely absolutely seasons, it's important to know that, say, for instance, you have small children. Mm-hmm. Don't be small forever. Mm-hmm. So you would have to tailor your life very differently than that of an empty nester. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that, in fact, is is a season. It's a season. You know, they, some may be with you longer than others. You know, some may go away to college. Someone else may, um, their kids may stay home and, you know, commute from home or, you know, go to a shorter program, you know, in school where two-year program versus a four-year college and with graduate school and things like that. So just know what our, what our season is, because I, I am a firm believer, you know, we know Ecclesiastes 3 tells us that there's a time and a season, you know, for everything. And so when we know what our season is, and we don't be discouraged because someone else can do this at a time when we can't do it, but know that our time is going to come and we'll prepare for that time. We don't rush it. We don't begrudge it. We are, we're content in whatever state we find ourselves in. And that's in that season, you know, we may not be able to do this. If you find yourself in a financial tight, you know, it's like, it won't be like this forever. We're paying off debt. We're getting some things done. You know, I got a part-time job. I'm going to make some extra money. Gonna, and, and so we, we evaluate the season that we're in. I tell people all the time, the arch enemy of productivity is comparison. Mm. Comparing our life to someone else's life, you know, in season, we, we have to be comfortable where, where we are. And, and just know if, they, if someone can help us, you know, when our time comes to be able to do what they're doing, that they can give us some tools, some tips, some ideas, and, and that would work well um, as, you know, that would work well too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's good. So I'm comparing our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is good. Mm. It's it's because it's so easy. It's so very easy. And and a lot of times we don't even have all the facts. Yeah. Because we're walking in on a particular chapter in that person's life. So you have no idea how they got to that point. And so to compare, it's just not, a, it's not productive for, it's just not, it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Right, wow, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that and expounding upon that because that is so, so very true. And, and I think that even, um, wow, it's so helpful. I'm thinking about, I have a teenager. <laughs> so I'm just even thinking about that ability to, you know, like not get caught up in that um, comparing, you know, yourself to, to, to others and everything and just really kind of staying um, focused. I, yeah, there's like a zillion directions. <laughs> I could pick that up and take that, but and it would do that. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with us just about, you know, this whole area of productivity? Um, maybe some areas that we haven't discussed that you work in and you can help people, um, you know, and even um, as it relates to the church. And, you know, this podcast, of course, is um, Christian counseling um, perspective, how we um, deal with faith in the areas of mental health and and emotional health um, in the church, you know, how culture influences all of this. That's kind of, you know, the things I, I, I try to um, tackle here on the podcast. So even if you think about that, um, this concept, and like I say, any other area that you would want to apply it to, or that even be in the church, what would you say to that? 
I would say, especially during the pandemic, that we not be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, if you're, because many churches are still closed, some are very um, limited, services are online, so that disconnect can be there for many that, you know, I, I could, you know, we could see each other face to face if we were in, in church on Sunday and mm-hmm. Bible study or some activity where we would see each other and you could say, oh, Renee, you know, you, you look a little troubled, you know, is, 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 there, is there something going on? Can I pray with you? Is there, is there something, you know, I can help you with? But now that we're not face to face as much and seeing, you know, each other, that we maintain some of those connections that we at least send someone a text, buy a box of note cards, you know, maintain that connection with each other because, you know, that may be the only Bible somebody's gonna read right now because they're they're isolated, feel isolated in their home and they got a note from us and, and we had a scripture in it to encourage them. And it's like, wow, and you know, and I so needed that. And I couldn't tell anybody or I felt like I couldn't tell anybody. So, you know, just letting everyone know, keep those connections, you know, reach out to your brother and your sister and send those note cards and make those phone calls and texts or emails if you have an email, you know, just making sure that that we're not allowing this isolation to really isolate us from the body of Christ. That, that, that connection is so, so, so important. And now that we're not seeing each other, mm-hmm. Maintain some of those connections, and if we need help, don't be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. ask. Ask for the help, you know, because someone else may be struggling as well, and they and they can give you just the help that you need. Making sure that they know that your services, you know, would be available, and and you don't have to suffer alone. Because sometimes I believe that in the body of Christ, we think we're going to pray everything away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and that is certainly not to minimize the power of prayer because there's nothing more powerful than the power of prayer. And, you know, where, where two or more are gathered, you know. Mm-hmm. So we pray together. Mm-hmm. You know, call somebody and say, you know what, I just, I just need someone to pray with me today. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we don't have to know what what's the problem, you know, if they're not comfortable with sharing. Say, you know what? Yes, I'll certainly pray with you. I don't have to know what's going on, but that we not allow the pandemic to isolate us. We know the virus itself has isolated us, but we as people don't have to be isolated. We don't. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's 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 real good there. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I want to say, and amen. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else to say about that. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I um I just so appreciate you coming on. And again, I just I really wanted to have this opportunity to just talk about. I know so many times I did a a, a workshop some time ago, ooh, some time ago on the whole work life balance, you know, and um, and that was really interesting because I I asked people before I got started, like, what did they expect from 
that presentation? Like, what are you hoping to get? You know, and it would be things like, you know, how to deal with procrastination and all this kind of stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, as I'm giving you a different perspective on this, I, I don't want it to be so much, I didn't want it to be so much focused on like a checklist of behaviors because I mean, you know, people can do that and then it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, but I also wanted it to be a shift, you know, in their thinking and in the way that they, they, they live their lives. And so, um, yeah, so I'm having to talk about even really challenge how people construct what balance means you know and looks like um because for some people it's just a matter of getting it all done but not considering what's the cost you know to our physical bodies and or our you know mental states of just being on the go so and being keyed up and anxious you know whatever or depressed because we feel like we can't get everything done um i just you know i was like well that's that that's where we have to start you know sometimes we have to kind of start with how have we constructed our understanding and our approaches to these things as opposed to, hey, do this, do that, you know, and do that. It is, it's, it's all done, you know, and oh, cured yeah. and better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, and, and that could be an excellent topic to, to revisit that presentation and you could do it virtually. You could do it as a Zoom, as a Zoom call mm-hmm. and you know, share your screen and, you know, be able to, because we don't want a lot of the progress that we've made, you know, diminish because we can't physically get together. There's a lot that we can do. You know, we, we've a lot, we've seen the shift. We've seen the shift. And so, you know, that may be as you bring that presentation up, I'm sure the work-life balance looks very, very different than it did probably when you had your original presentation because of school is virtual, people working from home, you know, some of those types of things. So, you know, how how are you handling that? Because they were talking about recently, I saw where they were saying a lot of the, um, the domestic violence has increased because one or the other, someone is not able to leave the home like they had been able to leave the home. And so they're in the house all day, every day, you know, and, and not getting some of the breaks that they had. So, you know, that may be, you know, something just to um, consider. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you, yes. I appreciate that. And you're right, so much has changed, <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah, it's life is not the same. And, you know, yeah. I argue that it will never be the same again too. So. I don't believe it, I don't believe it'll be the same either. It, you know, we talk about a, a new normal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very, very different, and you know, and, and we'll be okay. We'll adjust. Mm-hmm. We've adjusted so far, and we've adapted, and we'll we'll adapt some more, and, and again, and some more, and again, we will, and we'll all be okay. Right, 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 and hopefully we will get things done. Right, <laughs> we will. Yes, yes, and get things yes. done. Even during I mean, I, and I use done myself. You know, mm-hmm. I just using it over and over and over and over again to just get some things accomplished because it's a really small short guide and it's not complicated it's not um, labor intensive or anything like that but it is it is um, something that's helped me and and others when we put in 
the work that's necessary to get some things done. I was doing some uh, memes because I post on Instagram different memes. I usually do Monday through Friday, and I was and I was doing one today that says, uh, "Only in the dictionary is manifestation before work." Mm. Wow. So no matter what it is we want to accomplish and no matter what it is we plan to do, it's going to require some aspect of work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so, so very much. I, I'm so appreciative of this conversation. I know people will be blessed and encouraged to be given some very practical, you know, oh, yeah. steps and strategies that they can just implement immediately. And my prayer is that they will be able to see that um, that change, you know, take place in their lives. And if not, then would you tell people how it is that um, we can contact you and follow you and yeah. all of the things. So if people want to um, reach out to you and, you know, work with you a little bit further, how can they find you? Yes, they can visit my website and it is sweet inspirations with an S LLC.com. And you can get a copy of done prioritized plan to accomplish your goals and, or, Power Up Superwomen, Stories of Courage and Empowerment. I have a complimentary course on there and it's called CHANGE and it's a six letter acronym, CHANGE. And it again, it's complimentary and it takes approximately 20 minutes. I even have some worksheets. So other resources on there are media interviews, um, I, I vision board, and I'm going to be hosting a vision board, a virtual one, on June 5th. So I'm going to have that information on the, um, and I, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, so I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm on all of those um, social media platforms as well, so they can feel free to connect with me there. And I'm really, really excited. And, you know, hopefully no one will let anything I've said today, you know, overwhelm them or we have to meet each other where we are. Mm. Encourage, if, you, if there's one thing to take away, there's nothing um, that we desire to do that's too big for us because someone's already done most things before. We'll do it in a different form or a different fashion. So whatever our heart's desire is, you know, um, God said, you know, he'll give us the desires of our heart, you know, and as long as they align with his will, mm -hmm. too, can say done. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much. You have been such a blessing and what beautiful insight you have shared with us on today. So thank you again for accepting this invitation. I just knew that this would be a beautifully powerful conversation. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank My you. pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. And so to our listeners, thank you guys so much for listening with us on today. I am so appreciative to appreciative to have had you here. And I know that you have been blessed listening to Dr. Galloway on today. So as I always say, thank you for listening. And until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. You have heard Dr. Galloway's call. And really and truly, we can reduce it down to prioritize, plan, 
and perform. That's her call so that you can have the things you need to do done to live this life that God has granted us in the most optimal way. That's been her call. So what will be your response? And the church said, 